Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Tato, Brett Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Brett Reed in the thrilling adventure of Road to Ruin. The Green Hornet strikes again. Judge Lamont had been on the bench for many years, but never in all that time had he been confronted by a situation as difficult as the one that concerned a 19-year-old boy named John, who stood before him. The boy would have been good-looking if the sullenness of dissipation had not been so firmly stamped on his face. John, the officer states that you drove 50 miles an hour, went through a stop street and two red traffic lights. He pursued you for ten blocks before he caught you. How do you plead? Well, I... I guess I plead guilty. I'll not say anything about your companions in the car. According to the officer's testimony, they had been drinking. Now, you've been warned repeatedly about your friends and your nightlife. This time, I leave it my duty to give more than a warning or a fine. I therefore sentence you to serve ten days in the county jail. Jail? The judge? Dead? Dead? You can't put me in jail. Michael Axford was bubbling over with excitement when he came into the office of Miss Case, secretary to Britt Reed, the young millionaire publisher of the Daily Sentinel. Something snakes, Casey. Did you hear the news? Well, what's the latest, Michael? I was just over to the court, to Judge Lamont's court. His own son was on the docket for reckless driving. You mean to say John Lamont came to trial in his father's court? I guess the judge asked for the case to give the kid a lesson. But anyhow, he handed out ten days in jail. Oh. Well, what's the matter? That all you can say? I'm awfully sorry for the judge, He's one of the finest men I've ever known. Well, the kid had it coming for him. He's been in one jam after another since he busted out of college. You should hear what the cops at headquarters have to say about him. About John? Yeah. That lad is traveling with a bad crowd. He's been seen at a half a dozen gambling places. I wonder if Mr. Reed knows that. Well, maybe not. All the lads at the cops' headquarters have been trying to soft pedal John Lamont's activities because of the judge. Well, Judge Lamont has had a lot to say about organized crime in the city. He's been leading a crusade against gambling. Well, that I know. As a matter of fact, Mr. Reed's working on an editorial right now that has... And he's in his office. Maybe I'd better tell him about what happened. Mr. Reed! But, hey, Reed. I thought I heard your voice, Axman. I was just telling Casey the news. Judge Lamont has sentenced his son to ten days. Yes, I know. Gunnigan just phoned me from the city room. Oh, by golly, impartiality like that. I should go a long way toward re-electing the judge. He's not going to run for re-election. He's not? But he's been on the bench for years. He feels there's a more important job for him. He wants to devote full time to his fight against the gambling syndicate. But can't he work on that and still be judge? Apparently he thinks not. Hey, Reed, all the boys at the cops' headquarters know that Sammy Harris runs the gambling ring. 
As a matter of fact, there's talk that he's expanded into handling narcotics. Just knowing that doesn't mean a thing, Axford. Someone has to get proof against Harris. Is that what Judge Lamont is going to try to do? Yes. Too bad there isn't some way that we could help him. We'll let him know that the facilities of the Daily Sentinel are at his disposal. Uh, Miss Case, if you'll come into my office, I'll dictate some changes in the editorial I was writing. John Lamont served his 10-day stretch. And on the day he was to be released, Britt Reed called a meeting of several members of his staff. Larry, Hawks, Benny, Axford, yes, all of you. You're to get new assignments. A secret one. That's right up my alley. <laughs> You've all seen our editorials about Judge Lamont. Sure, yeah, of course. Now, his son is to be released after a 10-day term in the county jail. That kid ought to be spanked for hurting the judge like he is. I want to know what he's doing in the future. Come again, boss. Keep an eye on John Lamont. Find out where he spends his time in the evening. Get a line on his acquaintances. Bring me all the facts you can gather. What's he going to do with them facts, Reed? Axford, you said the police knew quite a bit about young Lamont. Uh, that they do, Reed. I want to know more about him than they do. Teach your story, boss. No, Larry. Judge Lamont is a good friend of mine. I'd like to prevent trouble if possible, folks. Okay, boss. That's all for now. See you all later. All right. All right. All right. Lenore Case and Britt Reed had exchanged significant glances. The girl was the only one in the room who knew that Britt was also the mysterious Green Hornet. She had rightly guessed that he was using the facilities of his newspaper in the hope of getting information on which the Green Hornet might act to smash the gambling syndicate. The next day, reports began to come in. Last night, Reed, I saw young Lamont at the Sunrise Club. He was dancing with a smooth-looking redhead who sings in the play. I saw Lamont at the Lucky Seven with Blaze Peterson. I think he'd been gambling, and I think he lost. I couldn't get into the back room, Mr. Reed, but I saw young Lamont go in there. It was two hours before he came out, and he certainly looked unhappy. All right, Joe. Thank you. It's all there in the written report. Stay on the job and keep me informed. Mr. Reed. I'll come in, Miss Case. I'll report again tomorrow, Mr. Reed. Right. Well, John Lamont is right back in the groove, isn't he? He certainly is, Miss Case. I've seen the report since he finished his 10-day jail term. He's either losing a lot of cash or using up a lot of credit. Mr. Reed, I... Yes? Well, uh... I guess it was too much to expect. What are you talking about? Oh, it's just that... Just that I rather hope the Green Hornet might do something about John Lamont. Don't give up hope, Miss Case. Then you're planning something? No. I'm trying to think of something that might be done. But so far, I have no plan. Miss Case, call Judge Lamont. Get him on the phone for me. I'm going to ask him if he'll see me this evening. An interview? No. The judge and Dad have been friends for many years. This is just a social call. The sad-faced judge was in his library that evening. He sat at a large desk, his head resting on his cupped hands. He wasn't aware of his son until John spoke. Dad, I thought you were expecting company. Oh, hello, John. Can Mr. Reed come? Yes, he'll be here presently. Sit down, my boy. I can't. I have a date. Again tonight? Why not? This would be the fourth night in succession. Yeah. Before that, there were ten nights in succession when I didn't go anywhere. John, I... I had hoped that would be a lesson to you. Lesson? (laughs) I... 
I wonder where I've failed with you, my boy. I've tried to do everything for you. But somehow I, I seem to have failed as a father. Perhaps if your mother had lived, or... Or perhaps if you had different friends. What's the matter with my friends? The fellow's got to have some fun, hasn't he? There's the door. Must be Mr. Reed. The maid will let him in. I'll run along. See you in the morning. Can't you wait and meet Mr. Reed? I've met him. <laughs> Give my regards. Good night, Dan. Good night, John. I wish I knew where I failed as a father. Judge Bernard, Mr. Reed, call Good evening, Judge. Great. I'm very glad to see you. Sit down. Thanks. John around? Well, he just left. I, I wanted him to stay, but he... Well, he had an engagement. Oh. I'm... Uh, I'm worried about him, Brad. He's traveling with people who gamble and drink. And, oh, you know that. Well, I hear things. Yes. So do I. That's a pointed remark. You have something to tell me? Oh, Judge Lamont, I, uh... I don't know that John is doing a single thing that's out of line. But I can tell you this. The sooner you smash the Sammy Harris outfits, the better it'll be for John. I see. Are you getting anywhere in your campaign to smash the gamblers? As a matter of fact, I think I'm nearly at the end of the trail. Really? Yes. I suddenly came into possession of very important information. Concerning Sammy Harris? That's right. It may be enough to send him to a federal prison. Not on gambling charges. On narcotic traffic. Well, does Harris suspect you have any information? Yes, I hope not. If he suspected it, uh... Well, he'd do anything to get it away from him. Anything up to and including murder. That same evening, John Lamont was seated at a table in the Sunrise Club, one of a number of places operated by Sammy Harris and his syndicate. The attractive red-headed girl at the table was a singer. She was known as Blaze Peterson. Oh, sit still, Blaze. I've got to go, Johnny. I've got to go and dab on a little powder before my next number. But I'll hurry back when I'm through. Hey, Blaze. Better hurry to your dressing room. The big boss is waiting for you. Sammy Harris? <laughs> Who else? Thanks. Must be something important if Sammy comes here at this hour. Now, listen, Blaze. Is young Lamont here tonight? Yeah, he's out front right now. What's up, Sammy? He doesn't know you're my girl, does he? Oh, of course not. He thinks I'm his girl. Good. Now, get this, baby. I had you promote the kid because I thought he might be useful. Well? He's needed right now. You remember Trigger Bates, don't you? Sure, he's in a penitentiary out in Kansas, isn't he? No, he got out, the little rat. He squealed his way out, signed affidavits, and told everything he knew. Gave names and dates and places. Why, that little... I got the tip off from a pal of mine who has an in with one of the guards. Trigger could tell plenty about you. He did. And everything he told was sent to Judge Lamont. But, but Sammy, how did you learn that? It cost plenty to find that out. Did you give young Lamont the story I told you to? Oh, sure. I told him my father was an important man in town. And for that reason, I used an assumed name. <laughs> He's been trying to figure out who my father is. Oh, good going, baby. We've got to use that kid tonight. He doesn't know it, but he's in for a tough time.
after Blaze Peterson received her instructions from Sammy Harris, she spoke to the orchestra leader, canceling her song, then rejoined John Lamont at a ringside table in the Sunrise Club. Intermission, Blaze? Yes, Johnny, and I'm glad. But I thought you were going to sing. No, no, not tonight. I, I'm too worried. Worried? Oh, I, I can't tell you that there's no use worrying you with, you know, with my personal problems. What's a plan for it, not to help? Well, you see, Johnny, it's... Oh, I might as well tell you everything. You know that place where we bet on horses? Yes. Well, I... I lost some money there. And I gave them a check for $500. And the check wasn't good. Oh. oh, I didn't mean to pass a bad check. I knew I could get the money and put it into the bank the very next morning. And I got the money. I sold some of my stock. Then I didn't get a chance to go to the bank. I put the money in Father's safe at home. Is it there now? Yes, but the trouble is, Johnny, the man who has the bad check is here. He's watching me, and I, I just know it. Well, he's very angry. I can't leave here to go and get the cash. He wouldn't let me. He, he'd think I was trying to run out on him. Can't you phone your father? Oh, there's no one at home. Father and mother went away for a few days and closed up the house. Oh, if there were only some way I could get that money. I should think someone could go and get it for you. But who could I trust with $500? I John, you. I trust you, of course. Would, would you go there and get the money for me? Yes, but... Well, I don't know where you live. You've kept that a secret. Oh, I guess I'll have to give you the address. And I'll give you the combination to the safe and the key to the house. You can be back here in an hour or less. Then everything will be all right. John Lamont drove to a suburban home, the address given him by Blaze Peterson. He fitted a key into the lock, opened a door, and stepped inside, without suspecting that instead of being the home of Blaze's father, it was the home of Sammy Harris, head man of the gambling syndicate. Following the directions given him by the girl, John found a small den, and in one corner a safe. He crouched, pressed the button of a flashlight, and began operations on the dial. 22. Back to 35. Twice a In his concentration, young Lamont was unaware that two others had entered the house. They stood behind him at the doorway to the den. Now open. He gripped the handle to open the safe. But at that moment, the switch clicked, uh-huh. and the room was flooded with light. What? Hey, what? 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 you were the goods, huh? Cracking my safe. No, no, you... Blaze... You, here, I... I don't understand. The acting's ended, John. Acting? Is, is this your father? Our father? <laughs> I'm a boyfriend. The name is Sammy Harris. Sammy Harris? You're the man... The head man. That is the man... Dead yeah. To... The man your father'd like to get. This is my home. And that's my safe. Please, you told me. I thought... Get that, John. But you sent me here. You gave me a key Let me to... tell you something, Johnny. If anyone checks, they'll find that that was a brand new key. Made from a wax impression by Joe the Keymaker on 10th Avenue. It was ordered by a guy named Lamont. And Joe will identify your father as the man who bought it. What is this, a frame-up? Oh, you've guessed it, Johnny. Now, let me tell you some more about it. An investigation will show that the judge talked to Mike Miller and paid him to tell you the combination of my safe. That's an outright lie. My father never do a thing like that. Well, Mike's testimony would stand up in court, Johnny. He'd swear to anything for me. 
On top of everything else, your fingerprints are on that box. Besides that, you're up to your ears in gambling debts. If I call the cops, you and your father will get ten years. You leave Dad out of this. All I want from you is a little favor. You go home and open your father's strong box. Bring me the papers that are in it. What? I can't do it. Well, you'd better, Johnny. Because if you don't, I'll put you and maybe your father behind bars. You must be afraid of the documents my father has. Oh, maybe. Maybe not. The point is, he has documents that I want. Now, get going. And I'll wait here until 2 a.m. If you're not back by that time, I'll call the cops. When they get here, they'll find the safe empty. I'll report a robbery. The law can take it from there. Starting with your fingerprints. I guess you win, Harris. Shuffle off, kid. But be sure you're back by 2 a.m. Rich Reed had enjoyed the evening with his father's friend, old Judge Lamont. It was around 11 o'clock when the servant notified him that his office was calling. The judge showed Britt to a telephone. Take it to it, Matt Fool, Britt. I'll close the door for you. Oh, thanks, Judge Lamont. Hello? Mr. Reed, I thought I should notify you. Oh, yes, Miss Case. What's happened? Well, Ed Lowry called in about John Lamont. He saw John at the Sunrise Club with Blaze Peterson. Well, that's no news. But Blaze wrote something down and gave it to John with a key. John left alone and Lowry followed him. Where'd young Lamont go? To the suburban home of Sammy Harris. Sammy Harris? Yes. Lowry said the house was dark and Lamont unlocked the door and went inside. And then a couple of minutes later, Sammy himself drove up with Blaze Peterson. They entered the house through the side door. And that's when Lowry went to a drugstore nearby to call the office. I don't know what to make of it, Miss Case, but it doesn't look good to me. You see, Judge Lamont has possession of evidence to smash Sam Harris and his gang. If Harris knows it, there's no telling what he might do. Any orders, Mr. Reed? When Lowry calls back, tell him I said he should give me a report as usual in the morning. I'll take over from here. Goodbye. Rich Reed said goodnight to Judge Lamont, then hurried to his apartment. He found Cato... His faithful Filipino valet waiting up. Cato, I'm glad you're up and dressed. Mr. Britt, is something wrong? I don't know. We're going to find out. Come with me. Well, where do we go? We're going to find out why John Lamont had a key to the home of Sammy Harris. We're going out as the Green Hornet. Britt secured the mask and weapon, as well as the hat and coat that he used in his role as the Green Hornet. Then, in the black beauty, Britt circled the block around the Harris home and saw nothing of Ed Lowry's car. So he decided that the reporter had left the neighborhood. He parked the Black Beauty and left Cato at the wheel. Moving like a shadow, the Green Hornet used a special key to let himself into Sam Harris's home through a rear door. As he crept through a corridor toward the front, he heard two people in the reception hall. It's he, Sam. There's no one here. I guess you're right, Blaze. I was sure I had a door squeaked. Lamont couldn't get in. You took the key away from him. Uh, Sam... Is it necessary to kill him? Yes. Even if he has the evidence from his father's safe? I've got to do it, Blaze. I've opened my own safe without disturbing Lamont's fingerprints. I'm going to shoot him and tell the cops I caught him in the act of looting the box. But you've got him in an airtight frame, Mark. I'm taking no chances. Well, there he is now. I'll let him in. Hello, Lamont. Come on in. Did you get those papers? I have them. Here they are. Come on up to the den. Hey. 
What's the gun for? I set into the den. Come on, Blaze, you too. I want you where I can see you. I wouldn't double-cross you, Sam. Did you open your safe? That's right. After you left. But the story will be that you opened it, sonny boy. And I shot you in self-defense. Shot me? You mean... No, uh, What? The green hornet. Take it. Sam! Sam, shoot him! What's the matter? Pick up your gun! You two! You... You... Now you're dealing with me, Lamont. So you robbed your father. Wait, listen. I know I... some of the facts and I can guess the rest. Are these the documents that came to your father's safe? Yes, sir. Now listen to me, John. Get this straight. I've got to have the facts. Were you seen by anyone when you stole these documents? No. No, but I heard Dad coming down the stairs. I went through the back window. He must have found the safe open. The paper's gone. I'm going to try to save your neck, Lamont. This is going to be a job for the Green Hornets, and don't you tell anyone otherwise. I tricked you into coming here. What? Stand still while I look out the window. Police car. Police? Did they follow you here? I, I don't know. You, you're wiping my fingerprints off that safe. Of course I am, you fool. I'm putting the papers you brought from your father inside the safe. Now, pay attention to what I'm saying. Here's your story. You came here, I gassed you. That's all you know. That's your story, and you stick to it. While John watched wide-eyed with bewilderment, the masked man finished wiping fingerprints from the front of Sammy Harris's strong box, then placed the stolen evidence inside the open door. I don't understand. Why are you helping me? For reasons of my own. But from now on, you go straight. Or else... Wait. Wait. What are you going to do with that gun? I'm going to gas you to save your neck. No, no. something about John Lamont. Ah, oh, his story don't make no sense. He says he was tricked into going to the Harris place by the Green Hornet and gassed when he got there. Well, what about Sam Harris's story? Oh, oh, golly. Is he talking in circles? He's trying to say he was framed and double-crossed and trying to involve young Lamont and the judge and everyone else. Did he deny sending the Hornet to steal those documents from the judge's home? He sure did deny it. But what's his denial mean when we found the stolen documents in Harris' safe, together with a lot of other stuff to make a case against the gambling syndicate? Rich. Oh, Judge Lamont, good morning. Rick, I want you to be the first to know it. My case against Sam Harris is complete. Oh, that's fine. I'm glad to hear it. There's a lot I don't understand, most of it pertaining to the Green Hornet, but I'm not going to try to understand it. I think my son had a scare he'll never forget. I think he'll be different from now on. Hey, Judge, did you say the case against Sammy Harris was complete? He and his whole gang are headed for the federal penitentiary. Suffering snakes! That's a story for the Sentinel! (laughs) 